T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. Very, very, very far west. Man, my voice is shot. Yeah, very, very far west. <laughs> your, your voice is as west as, as it goes. Me and B-Bitch holding it down. Yes, we are. Arizona Super Bowl week. AZ. Good morning, Brian. How do you do? I'm good, brother. You got a, another good night's sleep. Uh, last night wasn't the same as the other night. The other night, you got an early night of sleep. Very last early. night, you just, some of us decided to go out. And some of us decided to stay in. And I think the people that stayed in consumed the same amount of liquids. Did Perhaps. You, did you see that big bottle? What happened to it? Oh, that basil? What'd you yes. do with that? Gil and I. We Is get, it gone? No, it's not gone, but it's close. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that that was the biggest <laughs> bottle of basil Hayden's I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Woo. Um, Uncle Gil is here. Things are happening. We're out in Arizona. For Super Bowl week, you went to Radio Row yesterday. Yes, I did, and and I started to get the feel. What 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 is the feel? Give us the vibe. Uh, it's listen when we are out here uh, at this house, and uh, we we basically don't think there's much going on. When I got downtown yesterday, got an Uber, and I'm gonna tell you, it was the nicest Uber driver I ever had in my life. Young lady, <laughs> we talked from the moment I got in the car <laughs> to the moment I got out. Uh, I got a number so she could come back and get picked me up if I had to go somewhere else. Uh, but there are people all over downtown, down by the convention center. And once I got in there, you know how it is when everybody that sees everyone from year to year. Right. Uh, I did, what, five different interviews. Then I went to Ike Reese. Ike called me over. You know, we just it, it just once you start seeing your old teammates and your old friends, that brings everything back. So, as I went through that, I started to feel a little like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. this Once thing you're is there, getting, there's it's, juice. It's, yeah, it's getting it's getting right. What was the? Uh, is it still pretty much everybody thinks the Eagles are going to win? There are a lot of people that were feeling that the Eagles would win, but then I, I did uh, interview with uh, some guys from Albuquerque, and uh, one of those guys was a, a staunch Chiefs fan. Can uh, I ask you a question? How did you land in in like? What transpired that you you sat down with Albuquerque Radio? This is who they wanted me to talk to. Okay. <laughs> you know how it is. Like, we want you to sit here, sit there. Right, right, uh, right. Sean Sharif and Landfill. You remember my old friend? Yeah. I sat down and did an interview with Sean, and uh, he basically broke down the whole Michael Irvin thing to me before I really heard it out anywhere, and now it's out there in the public. So it, he sat on their show and basically said everything that went down. The Michael Irvin stuff is widow. Yeah. He. Not- he he has to learn, bro. Super Bowls are now for you to come in and get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to get into all that, but like, yeah, 
You got to stop. Whatever, That's what I'm saying. Whatever it is you got going on, you got to stop. Yeah. Um, good whiz win last night. We watched yeah. a little bit of that. Um, we ended up at the casino yesterday. Yeah. We watched a little uh, Kyrie in the Dallas Mavericks uniform, too. I watched some craps. killing three-pointers at that game. You yesterday. know what is the worst feeling at a casino? What's that? When everything is going great and you've got a great dealer at Blackjack – and they leave, and then they make them leave. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's like you know, huh, they giving away too much of our money. So let's move them somewhere else. And then that vibe come in, and it's always somebody that comes in with an attitude, <laughs> nose turned up, and they don't want to smile. The other lady smiling, she was cool. You know, you want to win some money. It was this lady Claudia. Claudia who was just handing out. Tens. <laughs> she was just handing out jacks and queens and tens. Yes, yes. Everybody was happy and vibing. And then this dude Omar. It was like it it, it went from night to day. Like it was like <laughs> Omar showed up and just took all of our money. But I contend. So we played blackjack for about an hour, and then we played craps for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right? right like right. I I gambled pretty. Thoroughly, yeah. I'll say, mm-hmm. for two hours. And I, it was never going to be the night where I sit down and go for six hours. No, nah, really, I just can't do because it. Because it was also like it's a weird time to get done at like six. Yeah. Because you, you either need to like, to me, you either need to get to a casino at like 10 p.m. and lock in for the night. Yeah. Or I kind of. I've done one of those 10 to 3. This might make morning. me a degenerate, but I kind of like a weird early morning. When you get to the casino at like 10 a.m. Yeah. and you're ready to just lock you in, kind of sound like one of the older gentlemen and, and the ladies that are hanging out. <laughs> I probably sound That's like they normally get there. I think I sound like Selma from The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> but six o'clock is like we're there for happy hour. Like it was kind yeah, of basically. entertainment. Yeah, but and it was o- it was like a it was like we were just trying to kill time, right? Kinda. Instead of going there to really enjoy, because the longest night I've had of gambling, I was at. The uh, New York, New York Hotel in Vegas. Vegas. It was from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock a.m. And when I walked in the room, Gil and them were sitting there, and they were like, man, what you been doing? And I showed them how much money I won. How much you win? What's your all-time biggest win gambling? Uh, playing Blackjack. Bl- Blackjack playing, I won like $36,000. What? Yeah. I was playing three hands. And the table, I was playing three hands, and I was playing like three hundred to five hundred dollars per hand. Wow! And I went on a run. What year was that? This was, I think I just retired, and uh, about two years after that. Well, let's hope nobody from the IRS is listening. But just in case, I uh, hey man, I took care of all my stuff the way I was supposed <laughs> to take care of it. Thirty six. I had my CPA with me. 36K is bananas. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. I went on a golf trip one time and hit another about 15. I've never. I I mean, my biggest blackjack run is probably like 3,500. Bro, I sat down with three grand, and I was playing. And I asked the guy, I said, how can I get rid of him? And he said, well, you have to play more than one hand, and you have to play like double what the limit is. I said, well, he needs to go because – Dude hitting things he shouldn't be hitting. 
and nothing worse. I was than about to hit table. him, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I had to get him out of there. Started playing. <laughs> they start coming and offering me, you know, lunches and dinners, and what? Well, we could do this. I said, man, you could do what you want. Once I get up from this table, I'm not coming back. So I'm going to name a name here because I, I actually thought they handled it really well. Uh, we were at the Talking Stick Casino yesterday. That's mm-hmm. where we played golf, and then we were at the casino last night, and we had probably like. Five dudes playing craps, and then we kind of became buddies with like the other three guys mm-hmm. there. You know, I mean, craps. Everybody's in it together. Oh yeah. So you're oh, like, yeah. so, and we were playing craps for a while, and we had between five guys, we had a fair amount of money out on the board, and the dude threw a leaner, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a one out there, like one dice, one die was clearly, like, landed on the ground as a one. Mm -hmm. So uh, a singular snake eye, if you will. And then the other one's bouncing around and stops on a stack of chips. So it's not Not flat. It's not flat. It's not firmly Uh on the ground. But it was a six, which makes that a seven, which makes it a crap out, Mm -hmm. right? And... Personally, I probably had like 65, 70 bucks spread across. Eh, probably 100 now that I'm thinking about it because I was, I was on the line. I was backed up. I had six. I think I, I think I was on six, eight, and nine, and the point was five. Yeah, uh, Ahmed and I was on the other side of the casino. We knew every time you did something Because <laughs> we heard that's your where voice. My voice went. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> um, and they called it a crap out, mm. even though the dice wasn't firmly planted. Right, like, I feel like most of the time that's a re you just, you have reboot. To, yeah, yeah. And folks were upset, Brian. People got pissed. People were screaming. It wasn't just me. That's uh-huh. not. It's not. So if you got the majority doing it, you go with that. You you have to go on that side. So, to be fair to the talking stick people, they're probably right. Like. Odds are that thing is landing firmly on six. Oh, and yeah. It's a seven. We're and, here to build more talking sticks. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we need to get all of y'all chips. But what happened was the smartest way. It, it wasn't the, – the guys running the table were cool, but the pit boss comes over as we're all just – I mean, we're all just booing like like we were Philadelphia Eagles fans. We're all uh-huh. just boo. Like just being really <laughs> I loud. saw a lot of them doing that yesterday too. But what they did that was smart is the guy comes over. He's like, guys, that's our rule. That's the, that's the rule everywhere. Like, I don't know why you're so surprised. That's the house rule. He's like, but let me get you a round of beers. Smart man. So say it was eight people. What does eight Bud Lights cost that guy? Not what they were charging us for them, but like. Uh, it don't cost him much or nothing. Right? Yeah, that's like, that's like you know what? We're going to invest in them. Right. Give them eight beer, and they're going to give us about 800. Right. <laughs> That's the way he's looking at it. I mean, that. he just probably, if I had 100 on the table, imagine how many people had 100 yeah. on the yeah. table. So, buys us a round of beers, and we're all like, we, I mean, we literally go from boo to yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next guy comes over. He's like, guys, I want to keep it going. Another round of beers. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the casino probably – Spent 
thirty bucks, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they got like, way more like than at that. their cost. Yeah, like, <laughs> thirty bucks to get. Actually, to be honest, seven guys. I mean, I think your group, after Armin and I stepped away, that group, yeah, was the only group that cheered. <laughs> Everybody, it was the quietest casino I've ever been in, in my life. Everybody just sit there, and every time you you it would was cheer, quiet when You're you right. kept cheering, they were looking at you like something is wrong with this guy. And then all of a sudden, they start smiling because I guess they're like, "Oh, they're having fun." But everybody else was just a little stiff. So we'll hear from Bees later, uh, Mike Beasley from MGM National Harbor. But I gambled for two hours mm-hmm. and walked away. Uh, hour on blackjack, hour playing craps. Mm-hmm. I walked away up fifty bucks. Yeah. I feel like that's a win, dude. Yeah, you won. You were up. Now I don't care how much you're up. When you're up and you leave a casino, you're won. That that was my thought. And because half the time you were tipping as well. Yeah, I was. So tipping, if you're tipping people, especially the first at, woman at the blackjack, you're tipping table, her. You're tipping, tipping the waitresses and things like that. You probably won more money. That's true because I bought beers. Like yeah, I was paying with chips. Yeah. yeah. So let's say. Let's say I cleared a hundred. Then yeah. th- thinking about it, but these morons we were with—I'm not going to name names now. <laughs> you and I might come over. You're like, "Yo, we're going to leave," and I was like, "Cool, let's all leave." And these guys looked at me like I had three heads. They're like, <laughs> "What do you mean leave?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Bro, the longer we stay here, we're just going to give them our money, all your money, like." <laughs> Let's just leave. You know, it's a button I think they push in the casinos. Like, after a while, they push that, hit that button, and it goes, money leaves, everybody pocket and come to us. <laughs> exactly. That's just how it goes. Exactly. Um, Ron Rivera spoke yesterday at length. I mm-hmm. um, answered a lot of questions. We, we, let's start with congratulating Ron. We talked about it yesterday on the air. Um, Ron won the Salute to Service Award for the NFL, mm-hmm. USAA presents um you can say a million things about ron but his commitment to the military is absolutely real yeah and his commitment to celebrating and supporting military personnel is absolutely real a few things i want to talk about that ron said some about sam howell some about chase young um let's start with howell we've long debated, discussed if Howell is actually QB1 or if he's the one QB on the roster. We can guarantee he's the one QB on the roster. Right. That much we're sure of. Now, whether he's a QB1 or not, that's something to be seen. But I will say this. I am looking forward to finding out. Uh, From the the time we saw him last year, when he finally got a chance in the last game, I think he handled himself well. And I think a lot of people got a little excitement about it. Now, will it continues, it's going to come down to whoever they decide to be an OC or whatever. How do they go and, and help develop him a little better? I, one thing I would say, I remember when Sam was at the rookie, rookie uh, what's it called? The, the symposium, you said. Yeah, when all the rookies come out. And my daughter came home. Raving about Sam Howe and also Jahan uh, Dawson. Jahan Dawson. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, Dad, 
they are just the classiest young men out there. You know, all the other dudes were just full of themselves, but these guys, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. My, she was amazed. She's 22, 23 years old. <laughs> they were like acting like that with her. But didn't you see how Jahan played? You see Sam basically sit back and wait, get his chance, and he performed well. And you, in a sense, have a little internal pull for these guys. You know, and I think just because of how my daughter was talking about him, I started liking them before even strapping up the uniform. And I think I'd like to have that connection with somebody instead of just the colors. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and as I watch both of those guys go through their career, I'm going to be looking for them to have some level of success, and I'll be pulling for them. So I, I would love to see him come and end up being QB1, you know, and do some great things. But it's so many things that went opposite and decisions that were made that makes you wonder why did it take so long if that's what you feel now. If, if you feel confident going into a season with Howell as your guy, mm-hmm. My biggest problem with last season is the decision to go to Carson week 17. Yeah. And some of that is hindsight because at the time, the offense was stalled. They needed something. I still think we – Why wouldn't you go to Sam then? Yeah, but I still think this show right here for sure, we had a problem with the body language of guys when Carson was at the helm. And – I don't know How who. How do you not pull him at halftime? I don't know who could have looked at it and said that my guys are going to be. Hey, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> I don't know who could have looked at that and said that they were going to be motivated by him. Because guys, and I know there were a lot of people trying to attack people on Twitter and Facebook and all this. I say, first of all, I had never liked him. Okay, and then once you get. I tried. <laughs> I really tried to talk yeah. myself into it. But when you see. You people, were. When you see people, I saw you were them. out all along. I was told by guys that played in Philly, and I was told by fans, watch the other players when they interact with them. And I know everybody was just looking at the smile, the red hat, all that. I was looking at the other players, the way they interacted and the way they spoke. But then when they spoke about Heineke, they were excited. They talked about great things. Even when they gave some, some talk to Howell, they felt the same way. And then when they went to that, I was like, oh, hell no. This is not the right decision. It, if you believe in Howell enough now, I mean, the two biggest problems I have last season, and I, and I have a lot, but halftime of that Bears game, where mm-hmm. Carson clearly was hurt. Oh, yeah. And and wildly ineffective. And they would not go away from him. Betcham. Yeah. It, it's that little pride thing or that not wanting to do something because somebody's going to say you made a mistake, that has to leave out of the decision-making. And then you get to week 17, yeah. and you're still in the playoff hunt, and the dude throws a pick on the second play of the game. Yeah. And he was awful. Like, Carson's a nice guy. I, I got to know him a little bit. He's a nice person. You got to – you've already benched him. Yeah. Like, you've already done it. What's wrong with doing it again? You've already done it. <laughs> you got to get rid of that guy. Yeah. And, I, I mean, those are my two I, – I, I, I'll never understand, dude. No, I don't. I'll never – I understand. I, I'm not trying to be totally hindsight 2020. Like, 
I get why you went to him because the offense was stagnant mm-hmm. and you thought you had a play. But, like, when halftime you, of that you, game, you, you're fighting for a playoff spot. You had a legitimate reason to try it. But once you saw it wasn't working, you sh- what you should have done to to just to, to to make sure everybody understood you're trying to win because they were talking about if Jameson win after the after the first half you know he wasn't gonna win for you Brian sixteen of twenty eight for one forty three and three interceptions mm-hmm. how do you not pull that dude because I was being stubborn you got a starting pitcher that gave up six home runs and a double you pulling him in a heartbeat. I'm going to tackle him off the mound. Uh, Ron Rivera spoke yesterday at length about Sam Howell and Chase Young. All right. I want to get to all of that. Do not go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. We all have our systems when we bet, from picking the perfect upset to calming through injury reports the night before the game. But there's one thing every better should include in their system, the responsible gaming tools available on FanDuel Sportsbook. These tools help keep your play in check and under control. Tools like time limits, so you don't unknowingly spend more time on the app than you intended. Wager limits, to help prevent you from betting more than you should. And you can even take a timeout, which pauses your account for as long as you may need. FanDuel wants every better's experience to be about fun and entertainment. So visit FanDuel.com slash PlayWell and make responsible gaming tools a part of your system. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old and president of Virginia. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLE. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Be Mitch Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Make sure you're following along on social media. Uh, you can follow Brian on Instagram at bmitch 30 Follow Brian on Twitter at BMitchLiveNBCS. Sounds just rolled off your tongue. Yeah, just you got it. That that that, that rolls off your tongue like Washington Commanders. <laughs> That's about how well yeah, what, that rolls. What, what did the what did the Texas driver Texas driver do? Y'all say it. That's what you cheer for. Who laughed at y'all yesterday? That was the guys at the craps table. At the craps table. Because <laughs> we kept asking, so we were all betting the hard hard eight. So forty four is what we needed. And I was screaming for John Riggins. That's all I was screaming. I was uh-huh. just like, John Riggins. That's probably why my voice is shot. Um, yeah, that may be one of the reasons. One of a, a number of reasons. <laughs> uh, we also had a cool moment. I don't know if I got to talk to you about this. And perhaps we discussed it last night and I've forgotten. Um, we went to this bar in Scottsdale, which the last time I was there was with Tandler. And it was... Um, I, you know me well enough, B, that I'm rarely, like, 
you are much more in tune with your like emotions and like understanding life and death and all of it mm-hmm. and i am uh i'm a pretty typical irish catholic in that i just ignore all of that and then occasionally it bubbles up and i flip out mm-hmm. i think you're aware of that yeah. too oh yeah um but it, dude i had like a minute last night at this, this it's this old dive bar in scottsdale called the coach house Inn, coach house restaurant something like that is that really the name okay because i know we thought it was the stage he coach. was he was incorrect. <laughs> I was correct. Um, but B, it was it was it was crazy standing in this little room again when the last time I was there yeah. was with Taylor, and he had when all mo- these college girls singing with him, and he was having the time of his life. When man. that moment hit you, though, it's like nothing you can do about it. Dude, I experienced it. I had to call my wife. I, I like called Lauren. I was like, "Hey," uh, she's like, "You all right?" I was like. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, dude, life and death is so bizarre because I started thinking about my father. And, like, your brain is a hell of a, like, a mechanism. You're right about that. Um, All right. We got the big man here. Mitch Mitch Tischler joins the program. Good morning, Mitchell. How do you do? Gentlemen, how are you? We're good, man. How you feeling? I feel better than JP's voice looks. So I feel okay, but I I definitely sound poor. Um, this is what usually happens Super Bowl week, though. Just our voices get get gone. You were talking about yelling for John Riggins yesterday. We were also yelling for the Tressway Five a lot, dude. You want to know the coolest moment? Tress. Yesterday we're playing craps, and the point is four, mm-hmm. which is not really a, a high volume number to hit in craps. Yeah. And we're talking about. Who are the best uh, 31s or 13s? Because, you know, when you're playing craps, you're desperate to, like, figure out how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. I was and, yelling for Anthony Armstrong, 13. So I was yelling for Reggie Miller. Because I, I feel like Reggie Miller is probably the greatest 31 of all time. And I thought it was you. I guess it was Phillips. That said. Somebody goes, all I need is one cam curl. curl. Yeah. 31. Next roll. Boom, 31, Cam Curl, yeah, we all get paid. There you go. And the table went nuts. That was probably one of the times you heard us screaming <laughs> from across the casino. Um, we were doing a lot of screaming, though, so oh, you yeah. heard us yeah, y'all the definitely entire were. time. One of the things that stood out to me yesterday uh, with Ron talking and kind of throughout his tenure is this notion that, like, he can't talk about his free agents because he knows they're gonna, their agent's going to use it against them. And it, he it, d- it doesn't make sense. Brian, he did it yesterday <laughs> with Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Listen, man. He's a quarterback. The whole world has watched him play. People know. People know what you're feeling and thinking before you say anything. And the mere fact that if you can't compliment your players – what what I tell you all about, like Andy Reid and, and, and even Coach Gibbs, how he was, where Coach Gibbs and Andy Reid, they made you feel like you were so much a part of everything to where you took ownership in it. He's now saying, oh, no, we can't make them ever be comfortable and make them feel good because then they're going to use it against me. That doesn't make any damn sense. For a man who, listen, from when I first met Ryan, I thought he was a very intelligent dude. That stuff he's been saying lately, I don't know who taught him that. That's not leadership uh, material right there. 
Nobody is telling you don't ever compliment your guys. You want guys to run through a damn wall for you and you won't give them a compliment? <laughs> and, and it's ironic because the team propped up Terry McLaurin so much when they were going through the name rebrand and all that, yes! which was before he got his contract. Obviously, Terry could have, if, if, a, if a player or agent were going to use that as leverage, they would use that the organization is propping up this could-be-free yeah. agent to be the face of the franchise before he signs a new deal. And now we're talking about Cam Curl deals or other players, you know, what may, what may happen with them, and you can't talk about how important they are to your football team? That's of course they are. Everyone knows that. That's total crap hole in my book. It just... I recognize that I'm a little off. I'm a little bit nuts, okay? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my cards on the table. You want me to be emotionally honest, Brian? I'm a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. But I like to think I make sense. Like, most of the time, most of the time, <laughs> my decisions make sense, and they're, like, logical. We're now landing in a place where we're going to play the audio when we come back from break, but it sounds like Ron is choosing to challenge Chase Young in the media about picking up an option year on a contract. <laughs> I, whether or not that's the right decision, you can argue it's the right decision. You got a guy coming off injury who had a really down year before the injury. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to tell me the football decision-making process is sound, I get it. But if you want to have any leverage with a player that anybody that's approaching free agency, we can't even discuss, mm-hmm. but you're going to publicly bring this up that you not, might not pick up the option yeah. publicly? Yeah. Am I crazy? Like you're not crazy because you killed it, any. It, if you're trying like, to move them, if you're trying to move them, don't you've kill killed anybody. your leverage. Yeah, but I think there's been times where the 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 thought and the, the he's always said, "Well, I don't do anything in the media," but with certain people, he does everything in the media. And I would just happen to say that players or agents are not stupid; they pick up on it. So. When you sit here and say, well, I can't talk about these guys, can't say this, can't say that, don't say it about anybody then because you show your hand. I mean, I got, I got to be honest. We're at a point with Ron Rivera where it feels like with every time that he speaks, they're kinda, he's kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. See which one is important. This, one, this matters this week. It doesn't matter next week. We can talk about this player. We can't talk about this player. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's confounding. Yeah. Totally agree. I, I mean, I, 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 I really want to dive into this Chase Young thing because now, I mean, Ron said on the record publicly, yeah, we really goofed up not getting a Deron Payne extension done. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and, and so, I mean, what I heard yesterday, they're clearly going to tag Payne. You can't after, you can't come back and, and second guess everything, bro. Let's just be real. Let's just be totally real about that. It is important and valuable to look at your decision making and try to assess where you went right and where things went wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's a valuable life tool, no matter what your job is. But 
if we're not allowed to talk about the value of free agents, and you're, and you're like, yeah, we probably should have gotten a pain deal done. When you when you tag Deron Payne, I don't know this. I want to be crystal clear. I don't know this. I'm not reporting anything. But I've covered Deron since his rookie year. Mm-hmm. The, the young man just exploded. He had a monster, monster season. Yep. How pissed off is he going to be when you tag him? Oh. You didn't uh, try to sign me. Now that I had a good year, you want to come back and act like you cared about me? You drafted for Darian Mathis to take my position. He knows all that. Yo, people are not stupid, man. How pissed off is Duran going to be when they tag him? Mm. And then, perhaps, imagine this scenario. Duran already is the only defensive lineman. You know that locker room, B. Mm-hmm. You walk in in the middle, right? You got receivers to your left, quarterbacks over in the corner, tight yeah. ends. The defensive linemen are basically across the locker room across from where the receivers are. And they're all pretty much there. And they're all pretty much like, there's always a lot of shenanigans going on. Like, they're rowdy and they're fun mm-hmm. and they're funny. And James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill are like, not the leaders of the pack or anything, but they're always like talking and laughing and mm-hmm. arguing. Like, dude, like locker room stuff. Like, that's what you want. Yeah. Duran's locker. Far opposite corner by the showers, which is, who cares? Mm-hmm. Put your locker wherever you want. Maybe he wanted a corner where you get more space. Yeah. But I, I can't help but notice his locker is already on the opposite side of the room of from everybody people. in his position group. Yeah. Now you're going to tag him? <laughs> now you're going to tag him? <laughs> they deserve no benefit of the doubt, but maybe they want to piss off Deron Payne. Maybe they want an angry Deron Payne sitting there playing. Maybe that was part. Maybe that's part of what broke him out this year. How's it going to go with Chase Young then? When you tell him you're not picking up his option, how's that going to go? I think How, gonna... just how's that going to go? We're going to find out when we return right here on Beaver and Finley. Buenos dias. <clears throat> this is the Beamish and Finley program. His name's Brian Mitchell, NFL legend. My name's J.P. Finley. Just a guy. B. Mitch is apparently FaceTiming someone right now. What are you doing, dude? No, I just hit it. I hit the wrong button. Uh, our guy Mitch Tischler sitting in with us. Good morning, big man. Gentlemen. Um, oh, boy. We're going to the Waste Management Open today. We're going out yeah. to the golf tournament. I'm fired up for that. Can't wait. Dude, I'm kind of more excited for that than the Super Bowl. And I probably shouldn't say that. But, like. Have you ever been to it? No. And that's probably why. Right. I, I'll be honest with I've you. I've worked a number of Super Bowls. Holes 16 and 17 are probably the two most exciting things you're going to ever experience in golf. I, they're, they have a par four. Easily with, the, with, the rowdiest. With, bruh, it's, bruh, it is it's special. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's special. Though. I don't know if JP's voice is looking forward to it, but <laughs> that's a different story. That is a different story. Um, here's a different story. Uh, my guy Landfill, Jim Andrew Mullins, the tenth, is the chief BS officer of the Lam- of the B. Mitch and Finley program. Um, Ron Rivera talking about Chase Young yesterday because they have a decision to make on his fifth year rookie option by May. It is February. Mm-hmm. They got a decision to make in May. This is Ron Rivera asked about 
Chase Young's rookie option. Okay, tickets to Chase Young, the fifth-year option. What's the what goes into that? What, what well, what goes into that is get an opportunity to sit down, look at his tape with our scouts, talk about the way he played. What do we see in terms of development and growth? Okay. We're going to sit down with the doctors, with the trainers. Where is he? How do you feel? it? Is this something that's going to be a long-term, you know, hey, no worries. As long as nothing crazy happens, he's going to be fine. It's worth the risk. You know what I'm saying? We have to go through that process more so than anything else. Okay. That seemed reasonable-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying not to look at this. I, I'm trying to be cognizant of the time when they drafted him. Yeah. And I, I want to give Danny Ruye credit because he was loud in front of and screaming, you got to take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got to take a quarterback. You got to take a quarterback. You don't draft a side very often. You got to take a quarterback. And we all know the quarterbacks that would have been available, would have been considered, were Tua and Justin Herbert. And if you landed either of them, even with Tua's injury issues, you'd be in better shape than you are right now. That's just Maybe. reality. See, the thing that I would disagree is where have we ever shown that we can take a quarterback and mold him into something good? I, so, like, like my, my thing is Danny said that, and Danny is probably right. In, in, in normal situations. But where the hell has it ever happened in a proper way in this with this team, this franchise? Where do we see anybody that's going to develop somebody? Because I, 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 I still believe we make a mistake at developing people. When we don't get them where we want them to be, we start to now start to point fingers at them. Some of those fingers got to be pointed at the damn people that's supposed to be drafting them and getting them to where they're supposed to be. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a both of these guys, the, the player and the coach, they have some some of the uh, some part to play in that. And but every time things don't work like they think it should, they go, "Oh, they wasn't getting it done." But how about you? If you consistently do it with multiple people, then you're proving that you don't have the wherewithal to get it done. Big picture organizationally, obviously, you're correct. That's why it's been 30 years since this team has had a franchise quarterback. But this coaching staff individually hasn't had an opportunity to hasn't had an opportunity to, nor have they developed a quarterback. And did they try to get one? Or so, they went, they thought they were going to go get some 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 uh, jalopy and things going to roll here and roll like a, a Lamborghini. Where I disagree with you is they have not developed a quarterback. Maybe they're doing it right now with Sam Howell. We're gonna we're gonna. Maybe even open the phones up. We haven't done that in a couple days. But I want to talk Howell in depth. But everybody has the opportunity. The opportunity exists. You can make – I mean, they made a trade for Carson Wentz. That's an opportunity. Like, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, for God's sakes. Like, the opportunities were there. Hell, they took Chase Young second overall when they could have gone quarterback. Mm -hmm. They've had opportunities. They haven't – exercise them they certainly haven't exercised them with some level of success the, the opportunities are there they're choosing not to open the door correct and that's what the problem is is the decision making up the, the, the decision making before you even get to that opportunity is flawed yeah but they did do a good job of 
missing Taylor Heineke. Yeah, they, I'm not, I won't say they developed him, but they did a good job of creating, pulling a player off his sister's couch and making him, a, and he's a usable NFL quarterback. Yeah, they, they, they really, uh, I think it was more about Scott fighting for him. And because, let's be real now, every chance Ryan got to say, he would say we need another quarterback, this guy's not the guy, basically. That's what he did. Every time. Every time every he had time. the chance. Yeah. But that dude saved his ass for two years. Let's be real about it. The guy that he basically always said wasn't good enough is the only person that really saved you for two years. Because his two major decisions, Fitzpatrick, one damn drive. Carson, awful. So that's his two major decisions. And imagine if Taylor wasn't there. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, where would we be in the in the quarterback mm. the quarterback abyss then? Yeah. I mean, Ron repeatedly couldn't wait to get rid of Heineke over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Heineke kept him relevant into late December. You know, I mean, twice, right? <laughs> B. Zero to 100, chances Taylor ends up in Vegas with Scott. 90. Wow. You think? Scott loves him and he knows this guy could come in. If we have something going on, he can. I know that he could come in and, and, and be somebody to help keep us afloat. And I think when you, when you know someone can be that, you you're gonna fight for him at all times. He may not be the 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 future quarterback for somebody. May not be that franchise quarterback, but he damn sure could keep you afloat. We were going through the list yesterday of all the terrible backup quarterbacks across the NFL. Guys that you would never want stepping onto the field for you, but are there because there's just so few quarterbacks out there. Heine- we, we know how good of a backup quarterback Heineke is, and you guys both know how important it is to have a backup quarterback that, you can, that can be your emergency parachute, that can step in and run the offense well, dude, efficiently. I mean, if, if you're and, looking at Vegas specifically with Carr gone, what are they? is Jared Stidham really your guy? I'd want somebody else. Yeah, I'd want two other guys. I, right. want your, I want your backup quarterback, and then I want a development. I want somebody who may be the guy. Here's what we're going to do. Sam Howell, second year, sophomore NFL season coming up. Ron says he's the guy. Kind of. Let's examine. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Finley. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.